Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. Kindness Project, we talk about enjoyable numbers, obsolete careers, and we have part one of our interview with Will Rainey. Welcome, my friends, to another fun-packed edition of... The Kindness Project. I am joined by a girl who is under exam pressure. Under pressure! hear that breath podcast listeners because that is a girl who is under pressure Um, anyway and i'm joined by a and i'm joined by a man who watched me tip my chair over and still walked away it was funny it was hilarious i was like this it was like charlie chaplin sketch except it wasn't silent um anyway how's your week been it's monday well, no, it's Thursday for you guys. It's Monday for <laughs> Sorry, us. You, why are you giving away all the trade secrets? It's Thursday, clearly. It might not be Thursday. You might be listening to this on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday. Yes, Or a friends. day that is yet to exist because um, you could be listening to this. In the future. In the future. When, when there's, there's an eighth day called hmm day. That's what I'm calling it. Mm day. Like, mm ba ba dum bum ba da ba dum bum ba. How are we spelling mm day? Like, M H A? M M M day. Mm day. That's going to confuse the children when they write in their learning books. Why? Mm day. How are we spelling mm day? Executive letters very confusing. If we had a ninth day, we're going to call it ooh day. How about that? And the tenth is just what? Wow day. Whoop day. Anyway, we've invented three days in the first one minute forty six seconds of the podcast. That's how long those three days pretty last. standards. <laughs> now what are your subjects for today? Because normally uh, you come yes, up yes. with some scintillated topic. I mean last week it was bridges <laughs> with some scintillated topics for us to um, chat about. I was gonna we were gonna talk about frogs, we were gonna talk about Egypt, and we were gonna talk about obsolete careers. But um I had a lot of time yesterday. Um, where I was just like in my own head. I was doing stuff, but like you were thinking about other stuff. I was thinking about numbers. Right. Now most people they have like one favourite number, but I spent a lot of time yesterday thinking. So if I had to order numbers by how much I enjoyed the sound of them or enjoyed the way they looked. What would the order be? Well, then, what, what number would you start with? Uh, always my age minus one. I just like it. Sixteen. Um, yeah, at the, at the moment it's sixteen. Uh, last year it was fifteen. Why, why, that is was... that, why is that your favourite number? Your no age, idea. Your no age idea. minus one. I just, okay. just like it. And then, uh, next? and then after that it would be round numbers. So anything that ends in zero. And then multiples of five. <laughs> and then... It would really mark up maths, though, wouldn't it? If you if you had to order numbers in just your age minus one, and then just there is a really good there is a really good way of ordering numbers. Start exactly. with one, but go with two. Also, they're not as satisfying because after the idea of numbers isn't to satisfy you, Charlotte. It's so people yeah, but... it's, it's so people can actually count stuff. Yeah, but after after. After fives, multiples of fives, comes multiples of three. Up to below. what? Up to what? Any. Just multiples of fives. Up to infinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
down to the first no, numbers. No, this is right? the, the order I enjoy numbers. Yeah, but then, uh, right, if you're using multiples of five, right, I, I get it. You're, you're age plus one, perfect. Minus one. Minus one. You're age minus one, perfect. Next. Numbers that end in zero. Up to what? The end. Right, so you never get round to using all the other numbers. All those, all those useful numbers. Yeah, but if they appear, like, if you were to give me some numbers, I'd be like, okay, these aren't very pleasant, you know. Um... <laughs> Numbers that end in one. Give me an example. <laughs> <laughs> give me an yeah. example. Numbers that end in one you don't like. Ninety-one. How about? How about? Eighty-one's pleasant, but ninety-one. Ah, how no, about when high. your age is twenty-two, and your favourite no, no, number you, is twenty-one? You missed. You missed the rest of it, which was the one after numbers that end in five that are multiples of five is. Multiples of three below 39. And then after that is multiples of seven. Are you confused? <laughs> Listeners, are you confused? Because I am. Mul- I mean, this is getting bizarre. <laughs> and then below that is multiples of seven that are lower than, um, that are higher than 84. Even just no. confused. And, 84 uh, or lower. Literally. We've got got a perfectly good way (laughs) to put numbers in order. Start one, carry on with two, and then go three, four, perfectly good. Can I just say that subject, right, is interesting because um, I think the way the French say numbers is um, just, like, they have better names for numbers. Like 11, for example, which is, you know, not amazing in English. Ons. Like it. Ons. Twelve. Twelve's not bad. Not as good as do's, is it? Um, And... Well, I quite like the way... um, Ten's better than dees, though, isn't it? Ten's better than dees. Yeah, but in Welsh, ten is deg. (laughs) (laughs) So if you were were to say um, eleven, it would be undegun. Undegun. If you were to say... 15, it would be undeg pum. Now, the weird thing about the Welsh is that I have to go for super long words <laughs> or super short words. Yeah, but it just stacks up, so um, it's 110 and then... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Roman numerals, isn't yeah. it? You know, like so if you, were to say, it would, if you were to say 14, it would be undeg pedwar. That <laughs> sounds like a Spanish waiter. All <laughs> other nations are available, and we love the Spanish. I just um, don't know any other languages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Pedro. Hello, Pedro. That's the Welsh bloke who works at the post four. office. Hi, Pedro. Anyway, anyway, what were your <laughs> other this, subjects? There's a bloke before the rest of the post office. No, there's not. <laughs> 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 um, what were your other subjects? Frogs, Egypt, obsolete careers. Let's talk obsolete careers. Yeah. What career was just now currently obsolete? Blacksmiths. Cobbler. Saying that, there are still cobblers about. And blacksmiths. Yeah, I mean, it's just more of a niche. boutique niche industry, yeah. isn't it? Blacksmiths and cobblers now. But Roman soldier. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Italian soldiers are still required. Just not 
soldiers that Roman centurions. There's there's just soldiers that don't defend the Roman Empire. (laughs) Members of the Legion are no longer recalled. And they're barbarians. Barbarians. I mean, it depends. Are you playing D and D or are we living real life? Yeah. So what careers are obsolete? Oh. You know what career isn't obsolete? Professional bed tester. You would win at that. <laughs> professional bed tester. I can no, actually sleep there, a lot. Is there, is there a job that is professional chair faller? Because you'd definitely win at that. Professional product tester. Yeah. Right, let's... Right, what is going to go wrong? It's going to go wrong. No, no. I, I've just got this image of you in a lab. With these product designers going, that, my friend, is the sturdiest chair in the world. I mean, I just and you just wander it up, man. We'll see about that, won't we? And I just decide to stand on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, professional chair tester is a non obsolete career. But what would be the obsolete career that you would have enjoyed doing the most? Um. Highwayman. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see many of them about, do you? It's because there's not that many foot passage highways anymore. Well, just imagine, like, just trying to do that on a motorway. <laughs> you might lose your life! <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a horse, it's a motorway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose you could hijack people on the motorway, but it wouldn't be as, as easy a job. So we reckon the highway, then, is... Um, <laughs> is potentially obsolete. Unofficial question of the podcast isn't the official one. We're not even round to the question of the podcast yet. We'll get there. Is what job, what obsolete job, and we might use it as a future question of the podcast. Maybe. We might do it next week because we need one. What obsolete job would you love to do? Or what job do you think is the most obsolete in the world at the minute? Do you know what job isn't obsolete? But should be assassin. <laughs> I think there's still assassins about. Why is it it wasn't obsolete? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's plenty of assassins Good about. and all that. Yeah. There's there's not that. I mean, that is quite an uncontroversial opinion. Um, <laughs> should assassin assassins? <laughs> but actually, it was called hashashish. Was it? Or is that a rumor? Anyway. Should we get on with the actual question of the podcast? Um, uh, uh, unofficial question of the podcast, and again, how do you feel about assassins? <laughs> anyway, um, official question of the podcast this week is, what's your favourite smell? Mm. What are you sniffing at the minute that you really like? Maybe don't word it that way. <laughs> Maybe don't word it that way. Anyway, let us know what your favourite smell is at... That was proper David Brent there. Did you see that? No, go on. At Ola Kindness on Twitter. If you just type the Kindness Project in Facebook, I was just going to say .co.uk, but if you type that into the search bar and Google, that will work. We have individual Twitter handles. So yours is at Chris Dames, if I remember correctly. C-H-R-I-S-D-A-E-M-S. And I'm at Charlotte J. Dames. C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E-J-D-A-E-M-S. And and you can find us on Spotify or on iTunes or on um, uh, MySpace or French Reunited, all of them. Or that secret radio channel that we have playing our first episode constantly in loop, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which you can only hear if you're on their secret... Assassin's Assassin's (laughs) Web. Anyway, and thank you for 
the tens and thousands of you, what are you doing with your life? You're surely you've got something better to do who listen to this podcast. Is it tens of thousands of people or is it tens of thousands of downloads? It's it's tens of thousands of downloads. How do we know it's not like the same twenty people downloading it on like thirty thousand different devices? Because because the reality is, why would you do that? <laughs> why would twenty people download it on thousands of devices? I don't know. Anyway, if you are doing that share the wealth because clearly you're enjoying it a lot if you're downloading <laughs> a lot of devices if you're not and actually it's quite a lot of you listening um come and say hello tweet us at uh at chris dames at charlotte j dames at holokinist you know get in touch uh like us on facebook do all that sort of normal stuff and on that particular note shall we get on with the show yep. The next segment is... Kindness News. Stealing my thunder once again. <laughs> so you've got some news for us? Yes, you've got some okay. good stuff going on in the world? Open the door. <laughs> no, that's how it's, That's the background behind. Okay, here we go. Restaurants serving thousands of free meals to homeless is saved by donations from DC community. <laughs> if my Wi-Fi would work, thank you. Mm. Restaurant owner known for feeding anyone, regardless of whether they can pay for it their meal nearly lost his business because of the pandemic then the local community began giving in the most generous way since a family member posted a gofundme campaign for his dc restaurant sakini halala <laughs> that's not how you say it um halal halal grill kazi manan has received over Three three one four three zero from more than seven thousand one hundred. This is the thing. This is the argument that said that if you are kind and good and generous, and you're known in your community, you know, I mean, I, I'm not particularly spiritual, and, and, and I know that there's an argument to say that people would call this karma, but. I believe that if you're known for being a good person and help people, actually that kindness is returned when you need it the most. And um, a man at the at the um, at the Sakini Halal Grill. Sakini Halal Grill is clearly an example of that. I used to preach, "Don't let anybody fall and pick them up." Said it said to his donors in an interview with NBC Washington. You pick me up and I am overwhelmed. I have tears in my eyes, tears of joy. Thank you, thank you, America. Thank you, generous people. Many of the thousands donating see Manan as the generous one. Before COVID-19 hit, he was serving up 83 meals to people in need every day. That says day, day. That's a mistake. <laughs> so don't grammar check. <laughs> someone, should, someone should alert them to that. I used to see people looking for food in trash cans. It would break my heart. The streets of downtown DC became deserted as people came working from home in the pandemic. But now let his employees go. He had to close the grill. At last, the family member decided to launch a GoFundMe page. GoFundMe campaign for the popular restaurant on November 11th. That's how old this story is because I planned this weeks ago. Um, (laughs) But, and then did a good thing for the community for years and his kindness was returned when he needed it the most. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the other argument, isn't it? You know, we, we, there are times in our life when um, we need help and there's times actually when we're relatively self-sufficient Uh, I I think give back when you can and you know I, sp- I suppose the other thing is don't be afraid to ask for help um, when when you actually need it um, and certainly um, lockdown has meant that some people have actually needed it so thank you for sharing that story we've only got time today for one kind of new story so we'll um, come back to the others at a later stage. 
Cool. Thank you, Charlotte. Cool. And on that note, we're going to go to our interview. Our interview today is with a guy called Will Rainey. Um, Will Rainey runs an organisation called Blue Tree, which um, effectively talks helps educate kids on money and he does it in a wide range of innovative ways now i believe that educating kids about how to manage money is a kind ethical thing to do but also will talks about um the reason he did it how he got involved in this work how it helps people mm. and um the family decisions he made that got to the point of making this judgment. Shall we listen to Will? Yes. Will, hello, mate. Hello. Hello. We've, we, we're, we're feeling we are in today's a good day already, Will, because um, I, uh, I've got my exam results today okay. and I'm now officially a chartered financial planner. So that's that's all good. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Well done. Two, two odd years of, of, of quite intense work has paid off. So, oh, so this is Charlotte, by the way. Nice to meet you, Charlotte. I've, I kind of know you now because I've been listening to the yeah, the previous podcast. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I don't listen to them, so I don't know how they actually come out. <laughs> Probably as silly as the, we didn't they do, but yeah, all good. All good, right. <laughs> good let, me ju- let, me, let me just get the your questions up. <clears throat> And I'll be with you. Two <laughs> seconds. You're you're doing um you're doing audio and video, rats, aren't you? Yeah, audio and video. Okay, cool. How's your week been, Will? It's been good. Um, today was my daughter's last day at school, so we just had their Christmas show. So oh, that was how'd it go? really nice. So yeah, they didn't tell us much about it. So we got there and we were quite surprised. Though my oldest did some narrating for a play they did, and the youngest did a bit of dancing and singing. So yeah, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> how did they? How did, did they deal with social distancing at all, or, or anything Ooh. like that? Well, remember we're in uh, Vietnam, so yeah. we're. We don't have to worry about that. We've, we're kind of essentially COVID-free at the moment. Um, so, yeah, we're we're free to to, to, to mingle and, and not worry about social distancing, which is... Do you remember that? Do you remember those times? <laughs> it's been so long. What has it been? More than 12 months? Look, now, now the vaccine's here, it's, uh, it's, it's all good. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <coughs> right, okay. Sorry. That was a <laughs> As you cough. Yeah, it's, uh, just a cough. Just a cough. Just a cough. Okay, we're going to... Charlotte's got to go in about a half an hour, so we're going to we're gonna start the interview straight away. I've just realised my light shines directly into your eyes, doesn't it? Your it's glasses. chill. It's chill. It's all good. Right, okay. So, Ross, are you ready? Should we start? Yeah, we're ready. Good. Okay, good stuff. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> good. Good to, good to hear it. Yep. Um, I, I, you know what? Let's just share it with our podcast guests. Today's a, today's a good day. Number one, <clears throat> apart from my frog in my throat, I've passed an exam today, which means that I'm a chartered financial planner. All good. Ooh, and yeah. you've been to your daughter's school opening, which is a, a school... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm now in the Christmas spirit, 
now I've got to contend with my kids for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so what plans have you got for the Christmas period? Uh, not much, actually. We're going to um, just hang around the house, really, and we've got we're booked into a nice hotel for Christmas Day with lots of friends and stuff because we can't be with our family. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it should be a nice day, though. Good. Uh, a bit yeah, of yeah. Christmas plus. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, I know we spoke before and, and we said that it'd be really interesting to interview you on the Kindness Project about the work you're doing helping educate kids about money. Um, tell us, before we start talking about tell us a little bit about you. Okay, perfect. So I'm 39. My name's Will Rainey. Um, so I've been kind of in the financial services kind of industry for 17 odd years so born and raised in, in Essex um, moved to Surrey but then in 2014 moved to Hong Kong so um, with my work and then in 2019 so last year late last year we moved the family to, to Vietnam so we're doing a bit of a, a world tour um, but so I quit my full-time job uh, yeah, last year. So instead of sort of advising on these kind of big corporations where they should put their kind of millions or billions of, of pounds and dollars, I thought, no, I've had enough of that. Let's do something a bit different. Moved the family to, to Vietnam for a bit of a, a life experience to see kind of a different culture and also to be able to live by the sea and, <laughs> and have a kind of eat the food, which is absolutely amazing. Um, so we did that and so yes we did that and then i started blue tree um oh important important i got two i'm married with two young daughters so i've got two daughters they are six and eight years old okay cool did the did the move come first or the idea about blue tree come first or was it a bit of a sort of <clears throat> like sort of both things coming together so no so it's definitely the move so I was planned the move well, probably about three years ago. And at the time, I was like, right, we're going to move. And at the time, I'm going to try and solve a problem because I'm going to have all this time on my hands. Um, but I didn't really know what that problem I was going to try and solve was. <laughs> and then as I kind of talking to my daughter and friends and then the idea of helping parents teach their kids about money seemed like a like a, something that wasn't being addressed uh, by many, many people. And I thought it was yeah. so important. Yeah. I thought, right, I'll use my kind of finance background and the conversations um, I've been having with my daughter to, to start Blue Tree. So it kind of came together well, nicely. Charlotte's got a question for you, but before we get to that, what age did you start talking to your kids about money? Yeah, so probably um, it was probably about four years old, for, um, but then properly talking to them uh, in a bit more detail, probably around seven. So started talking about pocket money, et cetera, and, and starting that from, yeah, probably three or four, but then probably going into a bit more detail with some little stories, et cetera, from when they're about six or seven. So, but that's talking to my oldest and my youngest daughter kind of listens in because we kind of do it just before bedtime. And so she's, no, no, it's interesting. I, I think, yeah. I think there's a bit of an osmosis that goes on, isn't there, with kids? Because I know that when we do the podcast, Sophie jumps in, doesn't she, and gets involved. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, we've got a bit, I've got a bit of a bigger age gap because Charlotte's now of an age where she's thinking about driving lessons. That is the most scary thing in the world. But, um, <laughs> Are they going to really let you out on the road? Not yet. I don't know. Yet. <laughs> um, but there, there's an element of whatever you do with your eldest, the youngest just pick up on, don't they? 
exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, the younger one knows some of the concepts, but yeah, no, she's definitely picking it up. And she likes the stories as well, because I try and put some of the, the teachings into like little stories. So she kind of likes the stories, even if she doesn't get older. You definitely do voices, Will. Will tell me you do voices. Uh, very rarely. <laughs> we, you always got to try and put voices in to make it more fun. I mean, I'm not good at accents or stuff like that, but you got to try. My wife is fantastic. <laughs> regular listeners of the podcast will know that my accents are Atrocious. terrible but i do i do give it a go probably offending most people yeah. i try and mm-hmm. i try and do and it then you the try way. and get me to do it and it's a bit like well i don't really want to offend people no, got it. Got it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about blue tree savings yeah so blue tree is trying to help parents teach their kids about money so rather than me going into talk to kids directly and saying this is about money, it's trying to empower parents to say you should have these kind of conversations with your children from a young age. Um, and then, yeah, so that both parents kind of learning as well, because it's not as if parents all know about money it's themselves. It's a skill that we learn at school, exactly. is it? Yeah. Exactly. So what I want to try and do is help parents do that. Um, so they kind of learn at the same time, but also teach their kids, but also makes the parents try and be good role models as well. Because if they teach, like oh, the example I use is um, my children are using, are learning about the environment at school. And now they just hold me accountable. <laughs> like if, I, if I go near some plastic, they're like, daddy. <laughs> and I think the same bit with money. Um, so if you're <laughs> like wasting your money and your kids know about money, they'll, They'll tell you off, and it means that you. But that, but that accountability is a tool we all need in our lives, right? You know, I, I've got, um, I, I'm, I run and I try and keep relatively fit, and I've got this little heart rate monitor that I wear to the gym, and it gamifies my fitness because it gives me a, it gives me a rating, and actually that keeps me accountable because I, I know that if I don't hit a certain activity target every month um i'll lose a i'll lose a ranking on the game and that gamification i think and we'll talk a bit a little bit about this later on but the gamification element plugs into our psychology doesn't it you know about that yeah oh yeah you're talking about stuff that's kind of closely to related to conditioning yeah yeah social conditioning isn't it yeah operant conditioning because you get rewarded. yeah I'm not going to go on a psychology tandem right now. I love it. No. So, what's our conditioning, by the way? Uh, It's basically, so um, they did these experiments. Well, I say they. (laughs) You make make it sound so sinister. They, they, like, I don't know exactly which psychologist (laughs) did it. Um, Skinner did these experiments where, where he put rats and pigeons in boxes and he made a little light go off and if the rat or the pigeon pushed the lever they would get fed and if they didn't push the lever when the light went off they got electrocuted so it kind of taught them that hey when the light goes off we push the button and it we get good things which is sort of like how uh gambling machine works and yeah like gamification but, of stuff but interestingly well. it's about using those so psychology techniques to benefit us as opposed to to i mean ga- gambling's an interesting one isn't it yes. because i suppose gambling is one of the one of the things that mm. can be certainly detrimental to, to um finances but 
uses the same techniques that we can personally use to build good habits. Yes. And I know I know that one of the things that sort of you said in one of your recent blogs that I love, by the way, is the importance of just getting really good habits in place. Tell us a little bit about that. Why do you think habits are so fundamentally important? Oh, because so I when I started doing all the research about uh, children and money, I just didn't realize how important, like I knew it was important, but I didn't realize how important teaching your kids and starting early is. So there's a research by Cambridge University that says kids actually get most of their habits formed by the age of seven, <laughs> which is like, well, most people yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't have kids even have any association with money, let alone form these habits. But no, there's the habits essentially drive your future kind of financial well-being so if you have a child that's never been taught to save at all and they don't learn it naturally they only learn that money is for spending if they don't learn about saving the chances of them saving and being good with money when they're adults is very very slim well <laughs> and that's essentially what's happened in the, in kind of the, what, but that why we goes have back to i mean the, the the bit of research that i love about this particular subject is the marshmallow um because that is effectively testing how good you are at delaying gratification isn't it um and and that are you doing the marshmallow test uh we are doing delayed gratification in sociology okay cool and what what are you learning um, about it we talk welcome to exam time with charlotte james welcome to me taking a lot of the social stuff for a levels um but basically like People who know how to delay gratification are more likely to like um, be able to achieve in not only like in the real world but also in schools and universities because yeah. that's a lot about putting in the work to r- reach an eventual goal instead of just doing yeah. what you want now and but but I mean it goes back to that immediate and eventual doesn't it and building those habits to do the eventual goals I didn't realize this was going to be so like psychological I'm loving it but on that have you seen the video for that that's so that what so just for benefit of everyone um so the marshmallow experiment is they put children in a room with one marshmallow and said if you don't eat the marshmallow for five minutes you get two marshmallows and then they tracked what happened to those children as they grew up and the ones that didn't eat the marshmallow and got the two had a sort of better life essentially i mean Um, the original experiments were in the 60s but i think the video you were talking about was when they redid it recently and it's funny it's so good yeah so there's one girl in it i'd love to know what happens to her so she took the marshmallow and she ate the insides so it looked (laughs) (laughs) looked like it hadn't been eaten (laughs) she's probably in jail or something (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that that like shows sociopathic tendencies. It's genius, <laughs> just like it's genius. Yeah. I yeah. Not realizing there's a camera and they can see that she's. You know what? Will the funniest one for me was the guy, uh, the guy, the, the young lad who uh, sniffed it. And he was, like, he was doing everything about treating it. He was like sort of looking at it, and I think one of them gave it a little lick. I would be tempted to pull it apart and make a little like people out of it. Yeah, that's, that's all good. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the first part of the interview with Will. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah. And on that note, we are at the end, end of the podcast. Did you think I was going for a fist bump there? Yeah, I had to read the <laughs> You know what? The weird thing is, we're, we're recording this on video podcasts, listeners, because, and and weirdly, I use this for my boxing training, and when I do it, it does look like I'm 
like very weird. <laughs> anyway, tis tis the end of another podcast. Thank you. And on that note, the end is never really the end because what the we, end is always the beginning. The of end is always the beginning yeah. of something else. Um, and last week we talked. We asked you um, what your most ambitious goal was for 2020 uh, and I want to share some of the things that we um, talked about so Chris Haycock said my ambitious goal in 20, uh, 2020 well, I'm sorry not 2020 but 2020 is gone um, uh, uh, no? No. No. Um, Chris Haycock I was going to say something incredibly rude there um, Chris Haycock said my goal in 2021 is to semi-retire Tracy wants this virus to end in 2021 or at least us to get back some sense normality um hazel has an amazing 2021 aspiration um, she wants to have a big family party in may for my mum's 80th birthday then i want to get out to nepal with two groups uh hazel we've interviewed for the podcast uh, already she runs a, a really amazing charity in nepal so certainly she wants to get that moving forward again uh judy said she wants to get to her target weight uh mike christie said i want to get back on my bike again uh when the roads aren't as slippery um uh sarah robinson wants to successfully launch her magazine and leave her day job um caroline thompson says she wants to pull off her wedding in greece on october the 21st katie Fragoli said i want to complete my sahara track for mental health in october i've got the marathon in october but the sahara track is definitely on my bucket list um trev um uh uh, Robinson said, I want to get the chance to push forward and create more photo shoot opportunities and grow my photography business. Uh, Gloria said, Act, achieve a healthy balance between work, family and me time. Um, I love Gloria's use of emojis. They're she, awesome. Yeah, she had a, a scales emoji when she answered that question, which is certainly appropriate. Um, so well done on the emoji action, Gloria. Lucy Patrick said, I want to finish decorating and be able to get the material to do it. Um, David Forsyth's got a work one. He wants to write a four million pound mortgage. Um, Julie Bell says, oh, "In twenty twenty one, I want to be the best person I can be." Justin Gaffney is be debt free in twenty twenty one. Sharon Brower wants to grow her business in twenty twenty one. Fiona wants to help. Uh, people, more people receive good quality independent financial advice and have so many clients on her books. Um, goals for 2021 for Haiti are promotion. Um, uh, got a couple of job applications on go at the minute, so she's hopeful with that. Sean wants to ride London to Paris in aid of Heart and Essex Air Ambulance. Um, uh, Al McCann wants to be fit enough for the London to Brighton bike ride. Um, and um, Al Bowley um, to get his life back on track and possibly a family holiday. They are amazing aspirations to have people thank you for sending them in we really appreciate it don't forget to comment on uh, the next question of the podcast which is what's your favorite smell well actually people have already been commenting on them and actually yeah. the interest the answers are quite interesting yeah we've got a few already so thank you for doing that because we share it on social media early now now are we doing joke of the week have you been li have you been reading 
your Reader's Digest? <laughs> or do you need me to fill for uh, about 90 seconds? About 90 seconds, About please. 90 seconds. So, we are really loving uh, being back and doing the Kindness Project because these are the first ones we're doing uh, relatively live. Um, for some time. So thank you for our audience for joining us. I am trying to feel as well as I can um, as, as Charlotte uses the, the Reader's Digest for the first time I've heard of it in a number of years to have a stunning joke. And as I've been filling for so long, um, this joke better be good. Charlotte. What are you calling an alligator detective? An investigator. A what? An investigator. <laughs> that so wasn't worth the wait, was it? Let's be honest. And on that note, and on that note, an investigator. They go worse. You need to set the readers. You need to cancel your readers' digest subscription. I don't and know. On, much. On that, maybe the jokes are better when you subscribe. I don't know. And on that note. We'll see you next week. Bye.